0: Glitch Free Gaming. Hey everybody, and welcome to Glitch Free Gaming. It's episode 164?
1: 164.
0: 164. Yeah, I got it right. That's so all I'm caring about. I actually thought I'd messed that up. And I'm joined, as always, by Kieran. Yay. And, yeah, by no one else. Um, Mike may join us later, but his uh, it would appear his PC has been attacked by the Windows 10 update bug. <laughs> Which is a terrible bug by the way, I've had it myself.
2: Yeah. Uh
0: anyway, let's start off as we normally do and I guess since there's only two of us I'll ask you what you've been playing this week, Kieran. Um not a lot
1: of different things, but um the main thing I would play a lot of was Titanfall two.
0: Oh um, yeah, I've seen you post lots of stuff about this on Facebook and Twitter. I did
1: not expect to like that game as much as I did. I think I talked
0: about it a little bit last week, and I was only
1: a couple of levels into the campaign. Which everyone kept talking about that campaign, saying it was like amazing, one of the best shooter campaigns ever, stuff like that. And I was like, you guys are mental. Because I played the first two of it at levels of it, and I was like, you guys are crazy. This is not this is an okay Call of Duty esque shooter, but you can run on walls. Yeah, yeah. but then it gets really good (laughs) like uh, there's one specific bit that I will not spoil but there's a bit that is just great um, that kind of sets the tone for the rest of it and then after that it's all just like hit after hit after hit and every level is just great Um, but even before that like one of the first levels that's really good that isn't really much of a spoiler is the setting of it is inside a factory that is building uh test environments for robots to kind of gun things down in and it's kind of like um, you played Portal 2, didn't you? Yes. Remember in Portal 2 where you're in the kind of test chambers that are all kind of being assembled and moved around and stuff while you're in them?
0: Yeah, like the kind of half test chamber. Yeah,
1: so it's that but also you're wall running across stuff and uh, gravity changes the spaces and you're gunning a bunch of robots down while doing it and it's really good It's like genuinely, that
0: sounds really enjoyable
1: it is one of the best sure levels I've played in a while and then again they, there's like mechanics in that game they introduce for like one or two levels and that's yep. it, that's the only time you see them but they use them perfectly like they don't overstay their welcome they're not overused, they're just like you have this mechanic now, it's gone now and it's like, it's kind of weird And that all of the levels feel like they were designed as individual levels like not part oh, of this a big story. Camp- yeah, like there's a story wrapped up and it all kind of connect fine, but it doesn't feel like originally they thought this will flow into this, which will flow into this because they're not introducing mechanics that you use later on. They're not saying, here's this new mechanic, use it next level, then you use it level after that, and then it gets more complicated later. It's just like, yeah. here's this mechanic, use it for these two levels. We're going to just fucking nail this down in these levels, and then you never use it again.
0: So it's like a game of like really nice set pieces.
1: Yeah, but it's more than just set pieces because like it's set pieces tends to imply that it's not super interactive, but it is very much like it's it's mechanics. They are, I guess, like the yeah. generation is like you know you get uh the ability to you know run on walls. It's like one of the most obvious examples.
2: Yeah.
1: But You know you get other traversal mechanics throughout the game and stuff like that. Um, you get the ability to climb inside your giant mech and gun people down which is great it's always fun um, yeah that game is fantastic I uh, did not expect to enjoy it as much as I did but I ended up loving it um, that's
0: that's good to know I'm very much looking forward to getting a, a t- test of it um, be it borrowing someone else's copy or uh, getting a rental of it or something
1: yeah I definitely <laughs> recommend it um I also played a lot of the multiplayer for it, uh, yep. Which is why I definitely did not expect because. Titanfall yeah, that ones,
2: doesn't
1: sound like you. <laughs> yeah, like I don't play a lot of multiplayer shooters in general. Like I go into Overwatch quite a bit, but you know, those are the kind of ones I usually go towards, like Team Fortress style, big cartoony class based things. Yep. Uh Whereas Timefall is much more leaning towards like it's trying to be Cole J. Like yeah,
0: it's 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 aiming for the. The COD and the Battlefield
1: crowd. Yeah, well, more COD. Like, COD and the Battlefield crowd, I feel, are still very different crowds. But, yeah, like, the it's definitely going for the COD crowd. Like, it, some of the shooting feels very similar to Call of Duty. It's got all the traversal mechanics, which Call of Duty has now, but it does them so much better. Um, yeah. And, like, the deathmatch stuff is just kind of, you know, running around, gunning people down, blah, blah, Call of Duty still stuff. But then the two main modes are. It's so different and just so good. Like there's the one from Type 4 1 which is attrition. Yeah, is death deathmatch mode but there's also a bunch of AI running around that you can gun down and you get points for killing them as well. So it's a combination of running around killing these AI guys while also killing you know, the enemies, the enemy players. Which works in the way of when a bunch of AI start spawning somewhere, that lures all the players in. So the players all start killing each other. And also killing the axe. So it just works in this really cool thing. And then once yeah. you kill enough stuff, you get to summon your titan and you get to climb inside this giant mech and start gunning everything down. Um, although titans, like, for giant armored mech suits.
0: They move pretty well, don't they? They if move I can pretty well. The first
1: one. They move pretty well and they die pretty quick. Um, which is why one of the main things I invested in in my loadout for my titan is a nuclear battery
0: that's that, the one that uh, basically is a self destruct
1: yeah so you yeah. you have a self destruct by default but it's got a really small radius so I invested in nuclear battery which means you can blow things up for a lot further so I just run at people and, they did know.
0: have that titanfall one I yeah. played a lot of titanfall one online
1: oh man I, I love this game Um, the new mode that is kind of the big new mode they're pushing it was the one that was in the beta um and it's you know, it's own kind of is is the main thing they're kinda of pushing. Is uh, yeah. Bounty Hunt. Which is a similar yeah. idea. But it's this cool twist on it where you can kill other players, but it's not really the main thing. The thing is AI come in waves and in attrition, like both teams have sets of AI, basically. There'll be your blue team AI and orange team AI. And yes. in Bounty Hunt there's just one set of neutral AI. That both teams are trying to kill. And when you kill them, you get money. Yeah. And when you kill players, you take half of their money. Oh! So you're going around killing a bunch of stuff, then someone guns you in the head, takes half the money you've just earned. You go find them, gun them, they take half the money. And money is useless. Until all the AI are killed in that wave. In which case, the bank's open. You run over to the bank... No, you can't buy upgrades, but you go in and you put the money in the bank. And if you put the money in the bank, that counts towards your points. First ones to five thousand dollars or whatever it is wins the the game.
0: Ah, okay. That but sounds pretty cool.
1: It's really good. It also means you get a lot of people camping at the banks because there's only two <laughs> banks, and so everyone is going to these two banks, and you just end up with like, I've seen uh, I've seen games where there's just been like. Two people in Titans standing outside the door, like either side of it, towards a bank, just like you know, like bouncers, basically, just like just fucking try and cash your money in. Come on, man! <laughs> like
0: <laughs> yeah, basically, case okay, so of if, if you're on our team, you can pass, but if you're not, exactly. You can pass.
1: Um, and it's a lot of fun. I really like it. Um, it's probably my favorite mode, actually. I I've played so much of it. Uh, there's other modes in there as well there's uh, just a regular deathmatch where you, well there's two variations of deathmatch there's one where you don't have titans and there's one where you start with titans uh, and the game ends when all titans end, uh, get killed there's yep. Capture Flag which I've not actually played Capture Flag yet um, which is weird because I'm usually a big fan of those kind of modes
0: you are actually
1: and then there's the Colosseum which You need Colosseum tokens to enter. Which is weird. Colosseum tokens you get from. You get kind of random drops every now and again when you're playing the game. Usually they're just. uh, Well, you get them like every time you level up, I think it is. You get given like a random drop. And usually they're just a. You know, like a new camo for your gun or something like that. None of them are like game changing things, they're all just like skins and stuff. Um, but these coupons these tokens let you get into the Coliseum which is a 1v1 like you, weren't, you never really played many PC games growing up but like Quake had this thing called Rocket Arena and it's that where it's a 1v1 thing where both players start with rocket launchers and so you're just jumping around like crazy shooting rocket launchers at each other and the level is just this flat thing that there's nowhere to go. You're just on this kind of flat pedestal shooting rockets at each other. Um and it's really good. And it's this weird thing where you need the tokens to get into it because it's the one mode that has like if you win it you're guaranteed uh you know, one of these drops that gives you like yeah. camos for your gun and stuff like that. You can also spend uh I forget the name, it, they've got like a currency that you get as you level up as well, which is just used like if you want to unlock something faster. You can unlock everything by leveling up enough. So it'll be like you unlock uh, there's like six Titan loadouts. it would be like you unlock the you know tone uh, Titan loadout when you hit level 12, and all leveling like, just handle Call of Duty style. Uh, instead of experience, they have uh, I think they're called markers, which are just for like doing things so it's like, oh you got five kills, you got a marker, good job. Um, Alright, okay. Which is really good, so it means you level up really fast and you get lots of things really quickly. Which also means but you can also use these points to unlock stuff faster. So if you didn't want to wait till level twelve to play as tone because you know that tone is your favourite mech from the first time fall then you just go in, you spend that money on Tone and you get tone. Um All right. and it's it's weird it feels like almost like there would be a free to play element to it like, you, know, like you could go and microtransaction and stuff but there are no microtransactions at all in Titanfall Tr- 2 and it announced there's not going to be any and there's not going to be any charges for DLC either like all DLC is going to be free which is really good
0: that's really good and almost making me want to buy the game for something to play online
1: I, I recommend it it's really good um, but yeah you could also use that currency to get access to the Coliseum instead of using tokens um, and it's just a fun mode. Um, but yeah, it's... I did not... Like, I bought Timefall 2 because I wanted like a fun, kind of, light, multiplayer thing to play. And I thought I'd play an okay amount of it and picked it up. And I thought, I'll play through the campaign as well. People are saying the campaign's really good. I'm not usually a big fan of Call of Duty campaigns since, like, 4. And this is the Call of Duty guys making something that is going after Call of Duty. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, they they nailed it like it is uh it is one of the best shooter campaigns I've played in a long time, and that's in a year that has had really good shooter campaigns. Like Uncharted Four came out this year. Doom came out this year, you know?
0: It's been a good old year for the FPS market.
1: Yeah, for shooters in general. Like Gears of War Four came out this year and was apparently really good.
0: Let's also say that the uh the thing that probably has the Call of Duty market saturated at the moment is the uh High res version of uh, in uh, modern warfare.
1: You would think so, but apparently not. Like the the user numbers on that have been abysmal, like that.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, there's like, um, there's
1: no one playing that game apparently, which is insane. Uh,
0: yeah, well, it doesn't help that they're forcing people to purchase Infinite Warfare, and it has to be the special like seventy quid edition you buy yeah, to get the like, remaster.
1: you have to buy the bundle to get it. It's weird. I get um, why they would do it but
0: yeah. how long before they release that as a standalone on its own
1: Oh yeah they're they definitely do
0: That's when you might see it spike
1: CD keys is already selling keys that they claim are standalone ones which I don't oh. know how they got those or what that is but apparently that's a thing
0: To be fair it's CD keys
1: CD um, keys are quite reliable they have a They are but they, have a, they refund also have a policy for everything Um, They have no questions asked refund policy, which is crazy.
0: Yeah, they're not as bad as some resellers.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, so I played a lot of Timefall 2. A lot of Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2.
0: That doesn't surprise me in the slightest.
1: Man, that game's really good. They fixed all the combat from the first game. They fixed all of the Grinding from the first game. The first game had all these random drops that were so unlikely to happen. Like, the stats on them were just like, this will happen once every 10,000 times you play this match, but also only if you beat them this way and it was just impossible to get stuff. They fixed all that shit. It looks right, cool. a lot prettier than it did before. It runs at 60 frames a second. The core fighting is much more in depth. Um, there was this thing in Xenoverse One where uh, higher level enemies had what people refer to as super armor. which just meant that you punch them, they wouldn't react. Like it would take stuff off of their health, but they wouldn't react to it. Yeah. yeah, which meant you couldn't combo stuff. They could just hit you at any point and knock you out of it. That doesn't happen anymore. Like if you hit someone and you and they aren't blocking, uh, then. You start a combo, and you can combo stuff, and you can chain a bunch of things together, and you end up with these cool Dragon Ball Z-looking fights. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: that's what you want for a Dragon Ball Z game.
1: Yeah, definitely, and it is like the most Dragon Ball Z-ass Dragon Ball Z game. Uh, I pre-ordered it because I wanted Black, the evil version of Goku from Dragon Ball Super. Um
0: well, that, and you just love
1: Dragon Ball's anniversary. And I just love Dragon Ball anniversary. Well, it's fair. Like I didn't buy the one that came with the season pass, although I will probably buy the season pass because the season pass for the first universe added a lot of really good content. So yeah. I think it's like fair to assume they're probably going to do the same. I think they actually already said that the DLC for this one is going to be based on Dragon Ball Super, which would be really yeah. good if they add a bunch of the new characters and stuff like that in. Um, not that there's a whole lot of new characters in Dragon Ball Super, but there's some. Um, but yeah, that
0: game. I wouldn't
1: know, I've not watched it, but... You should watch Dragon Ball Superman. It's on Crunchyroll now. You should also play Dragon Ball Xenoverse, apparently. But actually, it's not on Crunchyroll here. It's also the thing is, there's at this point there's no reason to play the first Xenoverse now. Yeah. Because all of the, the side missions from that are also in Xenoverse 2. The main story isn't, but the main story is really similar, anyway, because it? it's the Dragon Ball Z game. You're going through, you're like, oh man, Raditz showed up and he kidnapped Gohan. Oh no, who would have guessed this? I guess <laughs> I need to help Goku fight Raditz. And they do their kind of what if scenario stuff, like they did in the first universe, but a lot of it's really similar. So it's like, um, in the first universe when they fought Frieza, Frieza skips to his, and also people that don't know what Dragon Balls don't know anything about it, I'm so, so fucking confused right now. But, um, <laughs> but the thing in Xenoverse that they did was the first time they fight Frieza, Frieza's like ah nah fuck this I'm going to go my final form in the first fight and then beats the shit out of everyone which is you know, not how it happened in the anime. But no. Xenoverse 2, that's not what happens either. They go through the forms the usual way but then as he gets his final form Cooler shows up. Oh. It's kind of their big thing in this is that they've brought in a lot of the movie characters. So like uh Turles, uh the kinda evil looking again, evil looking Goku guy, um, from the Tree of Might movie is in it. Uh there's slug. a lot of
0: evil looking Goku guys.
1: Slug is in it, uh, the evil Namekian uh guy again from what movie was he in?
0: Do we do we have uh, anyone from Battle of the Gods?
1: Oh uh, yeah, they had that in the last game as well. Uh Beerus is in it and Wis or Whis. I don't know how to pronounce it. Whis. we um, they were both in the last game. I haven't unlocked them yet, but I assume they're in this one as well because they were in the last game.
0: Because um, Battle of the Gods is fantastic.
1: Battle of the Gods is great. Um, they also have revival of F stuff because Golden Freezer's in it, which again they added. That was part of the DLC for the last game. Was they added the uh, revival of F stuff, which now is kind of integrated into the base game to some degree. So one of the big changes they've made is. Everyone played as a Saiyan in the first Universe game because you had to if you wanted to use transformations because Saiyans ah. can go Super Saiyan, they go Super Saiyan 2, they can go Super Vegeta, they can go Super Vegeta 2 That was You couldn't go Super Saiyan 3 in the first one You can in 2
0: I'm gonna say, what well, have the Super Saiyan
1: 3? Here you couldn't in the first one just because they didn't. It was the first universe was seemed at least pretty low budget for what it was, I'd, and then it sold a stupid amount. And so they were like, Here's money, go make another one, fix everything. So yeah, you can do that now. Um, if you're playing, but now they've had transformations for everyone, so everyone can use the Kaioken, which is Goku's thing that drains stamina but makes you strong for a bit, yeah. Um Everyone can use Unlock Potential, which was in Xenoverse 1, but they patched it in like that they patched it in like eight months into the game's life or something like that. Um which is a good thing about that game. They were patching that game right up until pretty much when two came out. Um then But now there's transformation for everyone. So they can use both those. Everyone can use those. Saiyans, humans, uh I guess you say what the races are, there's Saiyans, they're humans. The, yeah, the Mechians, Uh Frieza Race, which is what they're called, but, you know, it's just the Frieza guys. Like Frieza and Cooler and stuff. And uh Boo. So you could play as, like, Imagine Boo, Dude. Alright. Um, like or Lady. You can you do two genders of all of them except for the Frieza Race and the, the Mechians because they're genderless.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but all of them have their own unique uh, transformations now which I haven't unlocked mine yet but from they kind of give you a, a tease at the start of it so Namekians can turn giant like they literally just turn out a giant version of themselves and do a crap ton of damage and stuff like that
0: that makes sense
1: uh, Which? yeah sorry
0: that makes sense because you actually do see that in the anime at some point
1: yeah that happens in anime places um, and also they I think I may have actually mentioned this last week but apparently they're really overpowered so they're going to get patched and like the giant version of the is just broken right now
0: um, question is can we get gorilla scenes
1: no you can't they are in the game oh, as like what? enemies there are enemies you can fight that are the great apes uh, like there's Vegeta the Great Ape which is kind of the only Great Ape that is actually in the anime, except for Goku, yeah,
2: uh,
1: and Gohan, I guess. Um, but they added in like a bunch of what-if scenario stuff. So uh, Nappa goes super, it uh, goes Great Ape at some point. Uh, Bardock goes Great Ape at some point. Turles goes Great Ape at some point. So there's just a shit ton of Great Apes. Uh, they added in the GT stuff, so Great Ape baby is in there as well. <laughs> um, nice. which is pretty good the, yeah the GT stuff was DLC for the first universe but it's all just in this one um, at least from what I understand again I'm not far enough in to actually know that for 100% um, but yeah so the Saiyans, the Saiyans have all the Super Saiyan stuff, all the variations up to 3 um, including 3 in universe 2 humans have I'm not sure, actually maybe all the potential is only for humans Humans have something similar, like Kaioken and stuff like that. Um,
0: Do we have spirit bombs?
1: Yeah, everyone can use a spirit bomb. Uh, Frieza's race has the ability to turn gold, like in *Revival of F. Yep. Uh, which I've not unlocked yet. I'm playing as a Frieza race character called Thermos, because that's a canonical end character name. Um. So, yeah, uh, he you unlock the ability to turn gold at some point. I don't know what it does. I assume it makes you stronger because that makes sense. Uh, the worst of all these is the Boo uh, characters, the Magin characters. Yeah. Because they can turn into a Kid Boo character but they're literally just a reskin of Kid Boo to be whatever colour your Magin Boo character is. They don't carry any of your clothes over. Although they must carry your clothes over and stuff. So like the Frieza race will change your clothes to be gold you know Super Saiyans will be still wearing their clothes while they have the big crazy Super Saiyan 3 hair you know then the Mechians turn into giant versions including their clothes Um, but yeah the Magian characters just turn into Kid Boo and it's like oh that's underwhelming it seems like the yeah. least effort was put into this one it's kind of a shame so you've,
0: you went through all the races do we get the androids
1: No, there's no androids in this. Although you do unlock the costumes from the androids. So, one of the main things about the game is there's a shit ton of costumes that you can unlock and a shit ton of moves. Like, every move that a character has done in Dragon Ball in some way, even like tiny little one off things, they'll be in there somewhere. So, there's like eight different versions of the Kamehameha because Goku does it different ways in like every episode. It's true, he does. So, there's like Kamehameha, there's Kaioken Kamehameha, there's Ka- Kaioken times 4 Kamehameha, there's Bending Kamehameha, which apparently in one episode there's a Kamehameha which bends like around a corner or something, I don't know. Yep, yeah, there is. Um, There's the uh, Translocation Kamehameha where you teleport up to them, then shoot it. There's a Big Bang Kamehameha, which is Gogeta's attack. Is, there, is it Vegito or is it Gogeta's one? One of them has Big Bang Kamehameha. I mean, yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of shit in that game. Uh, you get costumes.
2: Like
1: there's a lot of Android costumes if you want to dress up as an Android. My Frieza race character is currently running around with, like, uh, you know, Cell had that weird kind of green crown thing growing off of his head? Yes. I'm wondering over that in my head just now. So that's pretty good. Why not? Uh, yeah. Uh, I saw someone that... I think you can unlock... Um, the rest of like Cell basically except for his face as a costume. So I've seen people running around just looking like Cell but with very re- regular character faces, which sounds kind of cool. Nice, um, nice. I, I, nice. I, I, I really like Cell. Anyway, ranted enough about Dragon Ball. I really like that game. It will be coming up in my Game of the Year stuff probably. Um, but
0: that's
1: also partly I'm I've probably because I'll probably
0: not play it because I'm not any good at that type of fighting game. It's not really a fine game. It's just a,
1: it's just a 3D action game at this point, like a, a really light one. You probably find it pretty easy to play, actually. Um, I'll
0: give that. Might give it a go then.
2: Yeah,
1: it's, it's worthwhile. Um, at the very least, you'll get a chance to play a game of the year time, because it will come up.
2: Uh, did I play anything else?
1: A little bit more Halo Anniversary. Halo One holds up pretty well.
0: Um, it, oh, sorry. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say it doesn't. I haven't had the chance to play it on Xbox One, so.
1: It's I mean it's it's the the one that's on uh, on Xbox One is just the the one that was on Xbox 360 the the remake. Um. Anniversary collection. Which I have a I think I still have a sealed copy of that. I never played. No wait no it's not sealed because me and you played through the first level of a co-op and then I never played it again. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, good times, good times. Um, I got further this time. Uh, I'm probably going to finish that at some point. I'm still disappointed that Reach isn't on the Master Chief Collection because that's still probably my favourite Halo game. Fair enough. I think it's it's my favourite campaign at least, maybe not multiplayer.
2: Reach
1: was a really good
0: campaign. It's a really good campaign. Weirdly, I like the ODST campaign.
1: No, the ODST campaign, also a great campaign. Uh, that one is in Master Chief Collection, but you have to pay extra for it. It's DLC. Oh. They were giving it away I... for free for a while. To but be then... fair, I
0: think I might actually pay for that, because I've really liked that campaign.
1: <laughs> I've been tempted. I almost bought it, and I was like, no, Kieran, do don't do that. You've got fucking five other <laughs> Halo games to play through. Play through those first. I actually <laughs> went into my loft, though, because... Um, Halo Reach is in the uh, Xbox One backwards compatibility stuff. Ah. So I went into my loft, found my Xbox 360, which is up in the loft now. I'm sorry, Paul. Um sorry. And pulled out the games. The only like two games I didn't sell, which I thought I had Forza Horizon One up there, but apparently I traded that in at some point. Um. So the only, th- well, actually, the only three games I had that I didn't trade in were Halo Reach. Yep. Uh uh Halo Reach. Fable two because it wasn't mine, it's my girlfriend's, so I couldn't yeah. really trade in. Um and then Samurai Showdown Sen. That like really mediocre Samurai Showdown revival they did for Xbox 360 that I got from Mike for free at one point during a Calm Down Tom trade thing.
0: I was gonna say, what is wrong with you? Did you buy that?
1: No, Mike bought it. No, apparently not. (laughs) No, Mike bought it. And then we did this weird. We did that trade thing at one of the Calm Down Tom meetups where everyone just put in games and then, you know, whoever wanted it got something. So I took that. And as it turned out that game was it was okay it wasn't great it wasn't whatever but I, tra- I was the only reason I didn't trade it in because it was worth like five pence and I was like well I may as well to keep it um yeah. yeah 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 so the Xbox is alright I guess
0: alright uh I don't think I played anything else Cool. I'll go on and talk about the two things that I have played uh, since we last spoke. How much Madden have you played? Fuck ton. Would be the correct amount—an absolute load of Madden. Um, who's
1: thoroughly. Who is your,
0: your favourite Madden? Who's my favourite Madden? Uh, currently a guy who I drafted. So I'm playing franchise mode at the moment. I've lost all players that are currently in existence because I'm so far forward and franchise mode. I'm in, like, 2020. No, I'm like, 2024. So most yeah. of my guys have retired. Um, and I've drafted new guys. And the best person I've got on my team right now is a guy called Walker Hardstyle. It's a really good name. It's so good. It's a is randomly that a generated
1: oh, okay. <laughs> it's like I thought okay. was a real player.
0: I think, at this point, it's a randomly generated player because I drafted them last year and I don't think the game's got the ability to go that far forward in college classes to see who's going to make it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I think it's completely made up. But, uh, yeah, Walker Hardstyle. So just every time I think of his name, I just think of the music, so I'm like... (laughs) Hardstyle music? No. 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 No, Ah, okay. Anyway, it's a really good name.
1: (laughs) It is a good name. Uh...
0: So I'm enjoying that. I'm playing as the Arizona Cardinals. Um, as I said, absolutely nobody in the team apart from maybe three people who are currently playing in the league. Uh, I traded and got Jimmy Garoppolo over from the Patriots because I'm a Patriots fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tyrone Matthews, who's a defensive player, and Oakenfold, who's a defensive player, are well, the only three players left in my team. That were originally there. I really need to get back to playing Ultimate Team, which is all like players that are in the league at the moment and building your basically the ultimate team you can. But it also means microtransactions. And yes, you see, is
1: I know the the card one.
0: Yeah, it is, and I'm just I'm having too much fun playing playing franchise mode at the moment. So I've went from only playing as a manager to now playing pretty much the full game as defense and offense. So I'm slowly going further down the rab- uh, Madden rabbit hole. Yeah, I like it lets you do that. Though. Yeah, I I can literally choose to sin every game in the season. <laughs> Managerial choices. I feel like good that is just
1: an option. It's just like, hey, you know, we know you guys like football manager, so we did it for American football. But we know you wouldn't pay extra for it, so we just put it in
0: Madden. Um. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> pretty much. That's exactly what it is. Um, and you, can, you there's a mode called Draft Champions, which is pretty much you draft your team as much as you can and see how far you can take them. And it's not like Ultimate Team. Yeah, it's kind of like um that Hearthstone mode. It's the
1: same thing where it just kind of is like, here's a bunch of random cards.
0: Yeah. Go for it. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So I've been playing a bunch of that. I've also been playing Warhammer Vermintide. I got that through on a rental. Um, really enjoying that game. Didn't know what to expect going in. Hadn't really looked at much of it. I uh, just knew it was Warhammer and uh, I like Warhammer. Hmm. Be it 40k or just the normal universe.
2: Yeah.
0: So I was like, here it's a Warhammer shooter. Stroke. Melee game. I'll take it.
1: Yeah. I don't really have any of attachment to Warhammer. I like some of the 40k stuff, but...
0: I like the universe, and I like I the prefer
1: 40K. I prefer the stuff that it inspired, and by inspired I mean things that ripped it off, like uh, Warcraft
0: and Starcraft. <laughs>
1: Fair I really like Starcraft.
0: Fair enough. Um, so yeah, no, it's a really fun game. You get a choice of a bunch of different classes, uh, so there's a, a witch hunter, there's a rogue, there's a dwarf... There's a mage, there's... And there's a Templar Knight, or an Empire Knight, as they're called in Warhammer. Freaking mm. Templars. But, uh, so you get to choose those different classes. They all have different melee weapons, they all have different ranged weapons. Um, and it's literally Left for Dead. Yeah. It is a... The UI class...
1: even looks like Left for Dead.
0: Yeah, no, it, it does... So you're effectively, you start the game and you pick a character out of the five there is, like, depending on what you want to play as. And then it pop, chucks you into a tavern where the world has been taken over by the Vermintide, which are these rat-like creatures who have overrun the world to take it back from man. Uh And you go down to the map and the tavern and the the Tavern Keeper says to you, can you help out with these things?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's all the missions. And you can choose to do them in any way you want. You can choose to follow the story, or you can choose to pretty much do horde mode. That's pretty cool. Where they just, where they just keep coming at you in waves.
1: I like horde modes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, I've done that, uh, and I've also... You need to you need to do the first level before you unlock chord mode, but I think that's just to get you to grips with the controls. Um, and then I'm um, three or four levels into the actual story. Um, it's a pretty difficult game. Mainly because my internet connection is terrible and I'm playing with bots. <laughs> it's meant to be played online with three other yeah. people.
1: Life or Dead was I'm... the same way. It was like, impossible if you tried to play it
0: just with bots. I'm playing this with bots and it's not easy No, I can imagine. Um, at one point I toyed with putting the difficulty down just because I'm playing with bots I thought no no we can do this but uh, it's really hard game's very fun the environments and the way it looks are all very very nicely done very Warhammer esque it's dark it's gritty yeah the I've been playing with the Mage. The fire effects for the Mage are fantastic. Um, now you can as you're picking up stuff in chest, you'll pick up a luck dice, I think they're called. At the end of each level you roll these dice and it'll like you depending on what you roll, uh you can get new weapons or power-ups and stuff, uh, so I've unlocked a bunch of different staffs for my character, as well as a bunch of bl- a bunch of blunderbusses for the dwarf, which might mean I'll try out the dwarf character at some stage. So, yeah, and each different staff for the mage, actually, while they're mostly always fire, it's different forms of fire, so the original one you fire basically fireballs from it. The one I'm currently using is an AoE, um... Yeah. So you, you hold down the trigger and you aim the area of effect, but if you hold it down it gets bigger. Uh, the mage really isn't meant to be up close in combat. Her health drains so quickly. She does have a sword to be able to be used. It's not worth it. Manage your mana properly because it restores pretty fastly. Uh, yeah. Do not run your mana down and try and go into a fight with the sword. Also, if you overcharge your mana and use it too much without letting it cool down, you'll set your own character on fire it and you'll die.
1: That's that's pretty reasonable. How does that happen? It's just like if you're constantly casting spells or something. Aren't if it?
0: you're constantly casting fireballs and you do not watch the little like, you just, like bar overheat and burst into flame, you let li- you literally the bar at the bottom goes from blue all the way up to like oh, that's so good. on that's on fire. A,
1: that's such a good mechanic. Uh,
0: and it like if you stop casting it starts cooling down but if you don't if you don't stop casting (laughs) her own staff backfires on her and sets her on fire
1: I can't think of another game that has like lots of games have the overheating thing for like guns like oh man I shot this minigun for too long and it overheated now I can't shoot it anymore I can't think of another one that's had it for like magic but I used too much magic and I burst into flames it's like that's great
0: it's fantastic, because it idea. actually it actually makes you manage where you're firing your shots yeah. when you're being attacked by these mass waves of enemies, rather than just going, saw yeah. that I can just hold this trigger down and fire blindly into them.
2: Yeah.
0: So, which, you know, that's my way of playing that type of game. Blind fire, just hold the trigger, but I can't do it. I've had to learn to I've literally had to learn to uh, fight differently so I'm now taking a more kind of held back approach and using the AoE one and putting it, pushing it as big as I can, firing it off letting it cool down doing mm. the same thing and occasionally using my sword to hit anyone that gets close to me It is pretty cool um, It is really good and I advised anyone who liked Left 4 Dead or anyone who has even the slightest interest in Warhammer or fantasy style games to give it a try. It's not easy if you intend to play it with bots. I will tell you that much. But it's really good. I good. I don't want I don't want to ruin the story for anyone because there is actually a pretty nicely woven story through yeah. it. It's, um, it's
1: a good idea and a good time for it as well because it's been a long time since Left 4 Dead had any updates or anything like that. Like Left 4 Dead is a, it's been a long time.
0: It has, and,
1: and... It's not on the current generation of consoles, so...
0: No, and I really, really wish uh yourself or Mike or anyone else from uh, the Glitch Free Gaming group or anyone I knew actually had the game to play with because it would be so much more fun with a group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I may... Actually, I know you can... It's just come out for PS4. But I fully expect it to be around about the thirty pound mark before too long. I know you can pick it up fairly decently priced on PC already. Hmm. Uh, so we'll, I'm, I'm going to wait until the PS4 version comes down in price and then buy it instead of renting it and try and convince a couple of people to buy it and play it with me. Yeah,
1: I would like it, but I need to wait for I'm like that anyway for price drop
0: yeah i i it's a good game, but I wouldn't go out and unless you're really invested in that style of gameplay spend the forty fifty quid they're wanting for it right now
2: yeah you
1: know it, it's one of the things that multiplayer games in general fall in price really quickly um they do
2: just'cause they
1: just 'cause they need to like
0: they they need to oh wait hang on keep the user base going. it's it, looking at it online it's already 30 quid that's not bad uh, if you want to buy it on PC it's 21 pounds 39 pence if you're buying yeah. it from Amazon
1: and it'll be on Steam sale
0: it'll be on Steam sale it was last time the Steam sale came on and it was going for like 15 quid yeah uh,
1: according to Gamecrawler base is selling Fermentide for PS4 for 26.39 <laughs> Ah, there we go it's not bad I like getting it Um. But yeah, I also uh, have too many other multiplayer things to play this now, though. Cause... <laughs> yeah. so I also picked up, I haven't played it, not, or I haven't played it at all. Um, I picked up uh, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2, because it was on sale recently. Because I really liked that first game. Uh, and one of my friends has it, and I was like, play the kind of horde mode part of it, because that's the bit I really liked the first game. And they would just not play it, because everything else came out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, The only other thing I've really played is uh, Ride 2. How do you find Ride 2? I find Ride 2 the same way I found Ride 1. Fantastic game. The bike models are impeccable. They look fantastically stunning. I can't play that game for crap because I am terrible at
1: realistic
0: style racers.
1: I remember that's how I found the demo of Ride. I still never actually played Ride as much as I really
0: um, Yeah, basically, if you played Ride at all, and you enjoyed Ride at all...
1: I did. Then... I mean, I didn't. I liked the demo a lot.
0: Play, play Ride 2. Yeah.
1: It's just one of those things, again, where there's so many other racing games just now that I I want Ride 2, but I've still barely played Dart Rally, and I just got Forza Horizon 3.
0: Yeah, and as far as me I literally spend if I'm gonna play a racing game, I spend all of my time on one that's not even supported anymore. Yeah. Uh, in in Drive Club.
1: Yeah, I mean Drive Club actually just got a big update, like this week. It did,
0: be. but I think that's the last update it's getting.
1: Yeah, it is. Um this with the update notes make it sound like like they have a thank you for supporting us all this time message in their update notes, which is
0: haven't sad. Sony sold the studio?
1: Yeah, well they shut it down and then Codemasters bought or hired most of the people and made them form a new studio. So they're, they're yeah. going to make something and they're under Codemasters. It's just, Codemasters is just continuing to be the, the racing, racing game, game developers. Game
2: publisher. Yeah.
1: yeah, like they have the Formula 1 license, they have the uh, the Colin McRae li- license, you know, they have
0: It's, yeah, it looks like anytime anyone shuts down a team that's made a decent racing game, Codemaster seems to be buying that yeah. team
1: like one of two things is going to happen either Microsoft is going to make a fucking super studio out of them which is how we got Playground Games and we got Forza Horizon because they were a yep. bunch of ex, what ex uh, X Codemasters X. what was the project Gotham Bizarre Bizarre Creations and a couple other places they were like um, oh shit why oh, am I blanking Criterion uh, yes guys? like they were a bunch of this mix of just random racing game developers like the best of the best basically which is why the Forza Horizon games are really
0: good if we're talking about racing games studios that should come back the game that the studio that made Pure for Disney Interactive should 100% come back
1: yeah yeah because they also made uh, split second which I didn't like as much but Pure man Pure was so good (laughs) Pure was so good not we've mentioned in this podcast before like not a fan of ATV games but no Pure is so good
0: for a quad racing game, that thing was
1: great. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny like second it had good ideas. I didn't really enjoy it that much. And it came out at the same time as Blur, which I liked way more.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why it did badly. Uh, they both did badly. Both the
1: companies both the developers got shut down like right afterwards. Both those huh. games came out within like a week of each other and both bombed and then they both got shut down by the end of the year. It was depressing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, that's that's it. I've I've played uh played Ride 2. Terrible at it. Still a fantastic game if you enjoy more bikes in any way. I do like more bikes. Um if you like racing games and you like more bikes, get Pure2. Don't even hesitate. Just buy it.
1: That seems reasonable.
0: I am not going to slate a game and say it's bad, because I can't play it. <laughs> um, that would just be me being a bad person, and I won't do that. <laughs> so go buy it instead. That seems reasonable. Anyway, are we... Uh... Are we going to head on to the news, or I think our fellow cohort might have just popped on Skype, so...
1: Uh, you contact him see if he's wants to join in. I will, in the meantime... Do uh, some news. Uh, so... Uh... It was November 7th recently. Which people may know as N7 Day.
2: Yeah!
1: If you're a fucking nerd. God damn Damn, I hate. I hate goddamn marketing companies labeling name days as. This is. This is Emergence Day. Uh, or. N7.
0: Well, fuck whatever.
1: Anyway, uh there's some new Mass Effect The Drama news. There's a new trailer.
0: It's, it's N7 Day, you heathen.
1: Yeah, it's, whatever. Uh, there was a trailer. They showed the some of the story stuff there was a big interview like blowout stuff on uh, Game Informer so we've got a bunch of information yep. uh, most importantly of all of it though there's a collector's edition exclusive to game in the UK for two hundred and seventy nine ninety
0: nine. of course there is gamer robbing sods but you get a remote control macro rover not worth it pull your
1: remote control micro rover.
0: I want a remote control flying Normandy and then we can
1: talk. I would totally want a fucking Normandy drone they should do that
0: <laughs> Normandy
1: uh, drone or bust uh, it's also like two hundred dollars in the states like I might import that it will be cheaper to import it than to buy it at a game as magical would be um it would be. but yeah uh. I believe we have a guest. Ah!
3: thought you could get rid of me.
1: We tried really hard
0: to get
3: rid of we you, did.
1: Mike.
0: Apparently <laughs> he beat that Windows 10 bug we sent him.
3: Oh, I hate Windows 10. I paid
1: Microsoft good money to push a new update to Windows 10. <laughs>
3: oh, man, these things just don't stop, do they?
1: No. No. They do all no, they this don't. update at the worst possible time. To be yeah. fair,
0: I got a, a Windows seven update earlier today when I was trying to do some work for university and it took a good forty minutes out of my day to update my laptop. So <laughs> <laughs> uh not quite as bad as Windows ten, but up there. Yeah,
3: yeah that that took that was over an hour. That was so fun. Mental. Yes. Anyway, what have I missed? Uh
1: we talked about games. We were going through the news, but if you've got games to talk about.
3: Um, not really. <laughs> Great,
1: we can talk more about the news then. <laughs>
3: Um, oh yeah, am trying to think of it. I've not really played anything uh, since we last spoke. Um, I've, uh, more Forza Horizon, more, uh, Battlefield 1. Um, that's it. Uh, and I've been the, um, I've got people coming over to play board games this weekend. So, um, yeah. I've uh, been learning some new board games.
1: Cool, Fair same thing happening next weekend. I bought a new board uh, game, but I've not actually played
3: it. Oh, I uh, I bought new board games as well.
1: I bought Mafia de Cuba.
3: Oh yes, yeah.
1: Which is a hidden role game where one player is the Godfather of a mafia, and he has to put a bunch of hidden roll tokens and some diamonds into a box and close the box and then pass it around and everyone has to take something out of the box and then the box gets back to the godfather he gets pissed off that his diamonds are all gone and
3: then uh, he has to figure out who
1: stole his diamonds
3: right uh-huh. it seems
0: really um, fun Not bad,
3: it was uh, <laughs> Kieran <laughs> um, when you're, you're talking about that I did learn a little bit more I actually read the rules to our favourite Japanese game at the moment Who Soiled the Toilet <laughs> so the, um, yeah I was doing a little bit of uh, rules catching up and things and Who Soiled the Toilet is a little bit like The Resistance okay. so it's a hidden so it's a hidden role game and um you've got uh, two factions you've got the people the the clean freaks who keep the toilet nice and clean and you've got the dirty sods who are going to dirty the toilet so the uh, you know the the cards are distributed out and um the you know the, the dirty people will know by uh, the system of opening and closing your eyes they'll know what team they're on yeah. Um. And uh, the game's played in stages. So the the first stage, I think it's uh, in a five player game. Three people go to the toilet. So whoever's the um like the king is it the king in in Avalon or the resistance or? Uh
1: yeah, it's the king in Avalon. I can't remember what it is in the
3: resistance. Yeah, but like basically, the something probably. yes, yeah. The, the, so the the leader in this game, he chooses three people, and instead of going on a quest, they're going to the toilet. <laughs> uh, the toilet a is... A, yeah. The, the toilet is essentially it's a card um, with a little picture of a toilet on it, and there is another card underneath it, and it's flipped up to one side either clean or dirty. So, um, you know, in turn, the three people that have been picked will go to the toilet. They will go, and they will have a look they can look at the card, and if they are on the the dirtier side, they can flip the card. Mm-hmm. So, you know, essentially, what's going to happen is somebody goes. Uh, what the game says you should do is you should put the toilet card in another room. So it kind of builds up the air of like somebody going to the toilet. So you go yeah. into the the the, the toilet, um, and you you come out. You go, oh, some dirty bastard's been in there and made a mess. <laughs> Then you have to figure out who who did it there's a round of discussions and things um, then there's a skill round, so the skill round basically there's little, um I, th- I think you've seen them the last time you were know, there the little poo chips, and what you 're trying to do is you 're trying to flick the poo the poo chips onto the the game box because the game box is the shape of a toilet if uh and uh the toilet stays clean if the majority of the poo chips get onto the box and if they don't. They get, uh, you know, if they fall off the the box or they're around the box, obviously the toilet is dirty. Um, And this again, you can go well. Kieran went to the toilet, and when he came back, it was dirty. Now Kieran Kieran's chip flew straight over the box, so was that an accident or is he actually Mm -hmm. one of the dirty bastards? Um, Then it goes, yep. So. You've got a round of um, you know people going to the toilet and seeing if it's clean or dirty and then you've got um, the skill round then you've got another round it's another round or two of the you know the deduction and then it's the skill round as well and then you kind of you' at the end of the game it, the when when the, the card is turned over if it is clean the clean people win if it's dirty the dirty people win. Um, and you're still trying to figure out. So it, it's the resistance with dirty toilets.
1: It sounds quite good. Like it sounds surprisingly <laughs> yes. good given the subject matter.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Um the the game actually comes with uh in the instructions it's it's like a three paragraph thing about toilet culture in Japan. You know, about how um people take pride in, in toilets and they, they wouldn't in Japanese culture they wouldn't dare leave a public toilet. With it in such a state that nobody else could use it. Yeah. It, you you know,
0: pick that up in this
1: country. Uh, I, wish, I wish this country was like that.
3: Um, so so they, they, you know, they, they give you all this information and say it's with this that this is why this game is is made and why it's funny.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, I bought a new Game of Thrones board game or card game rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Hand of the King. Uh, and it's a, it's quite a simple game uh, from what I could see of it but the artwork on it is absolutely stunning
0: It does look very pretty from the pictures
3: yeah. you've just... I,
1: yeah, you, so... I remember you posted a picture of it when you went to Essen um,
3: That's, Yes, you yeah
1: the artwork of it
2: there.
3: Yeah, so um, at Essen um, fantasy flight games don't have a presence there except for this glass wall Mm -hmm. and they will put their you know pictures they'll put um copies of their new releases behind behind there and that's all you can see of them (laughs) and uh, there'll be a little stickers telling you when it when it's coming out so i seen that game um when we were at essen uh like you kieran i love the artwork for it and the other uh, big selling point of it was that it was designed by bruno Cathala. um so bruno Bruno Cathala has done some cracking games that I like. Um, most notably, Five Tribes. Yes. Um, so it is that kind of strategy game, um, two to four players. Um, quite simple with cards. So looking forward to that. And then I also bought another game, which is one for Paul, which is Codename Name Pictures.
0: Hey, more code names. <laughs> hey.
3: Exactly. Yes. Um, and that's it. That's all I can talk about games.
0: Cool
3: and we're going to
1: play oh. more board games soon together as well as yes, you're playing yes. some this weekend I'm playing some next weekend there'll be a lot more I'm board not, games in the future
0: Paul's not I'm, playing
1: any board games ever I'm again. merely
0: doing university shit because life's Paul, horrible Paul's been banned you see? From board games after the incident
3: well to be fair he did pay for the box he did take the box home and flush it and then he did pay for the box, so the cards have got a new box. So I, I, mean, I think I, th- I think we can unban him a little bit. Perhaps. The game's
0: called "Who darted the Toilet." I mean, come on.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yes, Paul, but you shat in an Ennis box.
1: <laughs> oh. My copy of Ennis got
3: cancelled. Oh, oh, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, Let's, yes, yeah, we should talk about that.
1: Let me complain about this. Uh, so, NS, the game you picked up in an Essen, I've been looking yes. forward to for fucking ages. Yep. Uh, it's a light war game, territory control thing, where you're playing as a Celtic tribe, and there's just got really nice artwork, really nice board, it's kind of jigsaw-like in a way that looks like it won't completely break, unlike the Portal one, which mm-hmm. my Portal one has completely broken at this point. Um, because I played it a lot at my last work and we destroyed all of the tiles um, mm-hmm. but it's made by uh, Matigo Games yes have a history of not making many copies for the UK uh,
3: yeah it's more a distribution thing
1: yeah yeah. Um, which I, I think you said the Stevium is I don't know if you that was correct
3: I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but you carry on telling your story, and I will do some Google few, yeah, I, uh, Google few So
1: anyway, I think I think Matico is also actually their own distributor. But anyway, um, they allocated pre-orders. They do what all distributors do, where they talk to games uh, shops and say, "This is how many we'll give you." Uh, as a result, those shops go out. Some shops don't really. Pay attention to that stuff, and they go out and they sell more pre orders than they actually have anyway and just hope they'll get more. Um, doesn't always work that way. I got it from Board Game Guru, who I've used in the past, and they're very good at they only will sell the number of pre orders that they have been allocated. So they usually their pre orders go up a bit later than most other people's because they will wait until the distributor specifically says we will give you a hundred copies of this so you can mm-hmm. sell a hundred pre orders. Um, so they sold all their pre-orders. I was one of them, and then I got an email from them uh, last week saying, "Hey, I'm sorry, we have to cancel and refund your pre-order because Matco got in contact with us and they're selling, they're sending less copies to the UK than they originally intended to." So, yeah, that's,
0: that's that. It's... Yeah, that is really, really shitty, to be honest. It's bullshit.
3: Yeah yeah no that that's not good um so I did check it out um in this country um Mateo are uh their board games are distributed by his d v m games mm-hmm. um so look it is it's understandable that board games have a limited print run um mm-hmm. we all understand that we appreciate it. it you know these things cost money um but at the same time as well pre order systems um if you pre-order something, then...
0: You should get a copy.
3: Yeah. You should get a copy. Now, saying that, I think all three of us have also been stung on video game side as well. Paul and myself got stung with the original Xbox where we'd uh, pre-order copies and Microsoft wrote to us and told us we weren't getting it.
0: Yeah, no, that did happen.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's understandable, but it is a bit shitty when it happens as well. Um, the The thing is that see if your game if that game is available for anyone else to buy then that's not cool
1: so looking on BoardGameGeek a lot of uh, people have either had theirs uh, cancelled or uh, refunded or have been told they won't get copies until January Wow! which is just like I took the refund and uh, used the money to (laughs) pre-order to pre-order again so it might fucking break again uh one of the copies of the next print run of Scythe um,
3: ah, mainly right.
1: because when I asked in the NeoGAF board game thread what should I play before game of the year the two things that kept popping up were Potion Explosion and Scythe so
3: ah right okay um,
1: also one of us needs to pick up Potion Explosion because um, it's been winning game of the year award uh, like board game game of the year awards across like all of Europe right um, Okay, so we, we should probably play we that. Should, we should probably play that one. <laughs> that's the one that's like a real life, um, like a physical version of uh, like Bejeweled, but it uses marbles.
3: I thought that, yeah, that came out ages ago. That's that didn't come out this year.
1: It's been around for a while, and uh, maybe it's, they only came out in like mainland Europe this year or something. Then.
3: Yeah, I'll double maybe. check, but I thought that that oh, yeah, was. I think
1: it came out here in 2015, actually, from looks of it. But yeah, a lot of places were given the Game of the Year award this year.
3: Ah, uh, right, okay.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, I it can be purchased on, uh, a major shopping website. Oh anyway. yes, no, no, yeah. I know. Anyway, regardless, um, yes,
1: it was real shite, and yeah,
3: because
1: I've been waiting for this for a while. Like I was told, like the pre-order was originally said start of October. And then I did get like uh, an email thing saying, hey, we're expecting it the end of October. Um, and then now it's like, I don't know, January maybe?
3: Wow, that is... I, I know that, you know, we will want to, to pre-order copies and see what you can get, but um, I think, um, I just think a lot of the, um uh, I've lost my words, a lot of the the good reviews have obviously, you know, bolstered the sales as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Still pretty shitty, though.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah 100%. Um, but, yeah. Well, like, it's one of those things where I 100% blame the distributors more than anything else. Like, I will definitely continue buying things from Board Game Guru and other little game stores like that. Like, mm hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. So what else we're talking
0: about? on to the news before the news you thing? started on your uh, your rant. Oh there. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Mass Effect. Mass Effect Andromeda is a game. <laughs> There's a shitload of information about it now. Yes. Do you guys want to know some stuff about Mass Effect?
0: Yes, because I literally, despite the fact you sent me loads of stuff, have looked at none of it.
1: Alright. Well, if I told you it's set after Mass Effect 2. But
0: before 3? they They're
1: kind of not clear on that, but yes. But the idea is, after <laughs> Mass Effect 2, when uh, the Galactic... The, you know, in Mass Effect, if people haven't played Mass Effect, there's an impending invasion from giant genocidal robot crabs that want to wipe out all life in the universe um, but in Ma- as of Mass Effect 2 no one actually believes that except for your character and like a couple of their friends yep. so Mass Effect Andromeda is set after Mass Effect 2 where unrelated to that several species band together to form the Andromeda Initiative which is four giant arc ships each carrying a different race Housing thousands of individuals, chart a course to the Andromeda system, where they're going to try and find new planets to inhabit and explore. And ideally, they would colonise them and then find the route back to connect them back up to the main, you know, kind of galaxy. Probably mm-hmm. using mass effect relays. If they exist in that area, this thing, no one knows. Um, each arc is led by a pathfinder. Pathfinder, recon teams, and others on board are in cryo sleep, unaware of what happened in the Milky Way after they departed. So they don't know about the Reapers, basically. Um, yeah, so it's there's a shitload of information about it. Um, they went into a lot of detail about the combat, like they're making the combat a lot better. It's going to be more of a kind of fast paced shooter kind of thing. Um, all of your upgrades are not going to be tied to a specific class anymore. It's going to be more nice. like um the last Dragon Age game where you can kind of, well I guess Dragon Age still had some of the class stuff, but like where you can kind of just scale in whatever you want and then as you if you go like all in on a specific type of skill like if you go in, if you decide only to upgrade your biotics anyway then you unlock a thing that says I'm better at biotics now um, which seems kind of cool that um, does sound pretty good and yeah so that all sounds pretty good there's uh, much new enemies, I'm not going to go through all this because there's a crap ton of information about it um, there's a ship you're going to have a ship called the Tempest which they say is uh, will harken back to the Normandy as you'd expect, there's no loading screens as you move through the ship so no more of that bullshit in Mass Effect 3 where you walked part way through your ship and then they were like, Oh, we need to scan you, stand here while the game loads which was yeah. the worst part of Mass Effect three. Um they're getting rid of the Paragon and Renegade system.
2: Oh. oh. But
1: you but you will still have dialogue choices. It okay. Just means they're actually going to use a good system now instead. Um like you're not going to be forced to go like because the downside of the Paragon Renegade system was always... Once you've made a good choice, you need to make all good choices. Otherwise, you're not getting anything out of the system. Yeah. You know, you have yeah. to go all in on one of the things. Um, Now it's much more kind of like the Witcher or something, where it's more neutral. You don't have to go always being good all the time. You can do some good things and bad things. Sometimes you want to kick a person out of a window. You can do that. Um... And there'll be consequences for your actions, stuff like that, but there'll be more narrative consequences rather than just red and blue choices. Which could be good. I presume it's done well.
3: Yeah. Cool.
1: Um is there anything else? Uh multiplayer's coming back. It's gonna be an evolution of Mass Effect three's multiplayer. Um and yeah, basically they're just adding a lot more to it, and they'll be have the new combat and stuff like that in as well, which yeah. gets I like Mass Effect 3 multiplayer quite a lot.
0: So it was really good.
1: Yeah, it was a really good Horde mod. Um, so yeah, there's a good post up on uh, Neogaf uh, that people can find, just like search for Mass Effect Andromeda, and you'll find it um, that has basically a kind of good summary of everything from the Game Informer article. Uh, and there's also a trailer out there as well now which is worth watching because it's quite good. Cool. Sure. I'm very excited for it. I really like Mass Effect. I think we all do yes. really like Mass Effect. Yeah.
0: yeah we did. Yeah, we did.
1: Yeah. Mass Effect 3 was one of our... Definitely looking
0: forward to it. Was it our first game in the year?
1: Uh,
0: I, think that, yeah, I think it was. I week think it was I
1: think so, yeah. Because me and Paul recorded a video about it. We did. That video is still up on our YouTube channel if you want to watch it. <laughs>
2: it's
1: <laughs> a bit yeah. of a date, but still. You can hear my mechanical keyboard. Um. Yeah. Uh. Also, BlizzCon happened. So Woo! Blizzard announced a bunch of stuff. There was probably some Hearthstone stuff. I don't really follow Hearthstone. I don't really have the news for Hearthstone here. So apologies, people that still play Hearthstone. Same with like. Blime.
0: Uh. They announced a- another new expansion.
1: That makes sense. Uh, and has more cards that, in it.
0: Yeah, that was about it. another new expansion and. Bit more single player story
1: mm. more importantly cool. there's new stuff for overwatch so there's Sombra who's the new character she is a hacker kind of slightly stealthy but not completely uh, stealthy character uh, looks really cool seems like she'll probably change up overwatch quite a lot um, and also the Oasis map which is just a new map for the game and um, they haven't announced when she's actually going to be released, but right now she's in the thing like Blizzard does the same thing as a lot of games these days where you can opt into the they're like their test servers for stuff and you can play a somber just now on test servers if you've got a PC. Um but the bigger news of what Blizzard knows was uh, for Diablo three, weirdly enough. So, Diablo 3, they are uh, adding in the Necromancer from Diablo 2. Yep. Uh, and also a bunch of. Uh, they call it a paid expansion. Oh, I guess. No, they, sorry. They say it's a paid character pack. So, it's just a Necromancer. They're not adding any kind of new content around it other than the new class to play as. Um, but what they are adding for free for everyone is they are remaking Diablo 1 inside Diablo 3 and patching okay. it in no. free for everyone. Um, it takes you back to the Cathedral uh, from the first one and down into 16 levels of monster filled dungeons that will include the 4 main bosses from the first Diablo game. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Um, and they've it is, it's going to be coming to both the PC version and the uh, Reaper of Souls version for PlayStation 4
3: All oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I, I still I, I, I'm i still torn with the idea of actually picking that up
1: yeah I've been wanting to for a while but then also I played through it at launch I've not played the expansion stuff but and I've heard that the console version is really good but I played through it at launch I don't know if I can go through it again I played a lot of the right. Apple 3 back when it came out but yeah um uh, what else we got here? Uh Thumper, the rhythm game that I really like and you guys should definitely play. Yes. Um I yep. got an update to add a harder difficulty, which is insane because Yeah, I've seen that. That game is fucking hard already.
2: <laughs>
1: so fuck those guys. Um and also PlayStation 4 Pro support, um and they also fixed a bunch of bugs. Thumper. Cool. Um, and then the only other news story here is not really much of a news story, which is um, Gran Turismo Sport on PS4 will be the first Gran Turismo to accurately show Ferrari red.
0: Yeah, I read this. Yeah. I'm sorry, what?
1: It's just because it's going to support HDR and they're going to use it to more accurately show the right shade of red for Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really dumb.
3: Oh, yeah, fine, whatever, moving on. That is... F- Jesus. Yeah, it, it's beggar's belief, that.
1: Grouchoism sure Smart might come out someday. Yeah. Also, a bunch of Pokemon Sun and Moon shit came out. Paul probably cares about that. Yeah, but... Yeah,
0: I've actually not seen much of it. Um, yeah. I've tried not to at this point. I am trying to basically get all the coursework out of the way and then I'll focus on Pokemon Sun and Moon. That's my uh Hey, look you got all your work done. Gift to myself.
1: All of the um the kind of version the like exclusive versions of Pokemon
0: uh are yeah, the they're they're making a big deal of, hey, you have to trade to get a lot of the Pokemon you... And it's like, what the fuck's new?
1: Yeah, it's like, you mean like every Pokemon
0: game? Yeah. Like that, yeah. Time, <laughs>
1: like, like that time I played Pokemon X and found someone that would trade a Haunter the same level as my Haunter with me so that we could both get Gengars. Good Yes. Yeah. Good times.
0: Um They're like... You need to trade Pokemon to get certain like Aloha, Aloha versions and it's like, yeah, like every other Pokemon game. <coughs> so, not really that much news. Yeah. Apart from telling you what version each Pokemon is exclusive to.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that's all the news I've got. Uh, did anyone open new releases? I haven't, but I can.
3: I, uh, I did, actually. Yay. Uh so um, not prepared. I did yes. Uh so uh we went through stuff that was coming out on November the eleventh, so things coming out between uh November the fifteenth and november the eighteenth are as follows. Um for the Playstation four and Playstation Vita we've got the next in the Fate Extella series, the Umbral Star. Um we've also got a, a big one on the November the November sorry November the 15th uh, Watch Dogs 2 yeah
1: yeah looking forward to that that's a game
3: I I thought that the first one was a good setup so this one will need to deliver it will need to be absolutely fucking stonking hmm. um to I hold my the first interest. one but I
1: don't I think I'm kind of Done with open world games.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um. uh, Speaking of uh, open world, we've got um the Ezio collection coming to PS4 and Xbox One. That's the Assassin's Creed uh first three games or four games.
0: Uh, actually Uh, 2 it There'll be two onwards. Two Revelations and Brotherhood.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so like the best game. (laughs)
0: the best Uh, one's the worst game of the lot.
3: so yeah so that comes uh, on Friday the 18th of November um Killing Floor 2 comes to the PlayStation 4 Mm -hmm. uh and then we've got a whole load of um Lego Dimension stuff coming out uh so there is the E.T. fun pack the Fantastic Beasts pack which that's is that the one based on the the new J.K. Rowling film so yeah, yep based
0: on the new up, uh, Wizarding yeah. World yeah. Harry Potter cool. yep. yeah um, that you've got was the good. I'm going to see it tomorrow I didn't realise it was out that soon
1: I saw a trailer yeah. for it when I went to see Doctor Strange also
3: yeah I, good d- film. I didn't, um, didn't realise it was out tomorrow as well
0: yeah it's out tomorrow I'm going to see it in the new shiny
3: 4DX oh nice Yes. Very cool uh, But also coming out We've got the E.T. I said that um, The Gremlins team pack And uh one for Kieran The yes. Sonic level pack Yes, yes. That was quick uh, well. yeah. um, The only other thing That I've got listed here On my uh, trusty little website Is um, Yesterday Origins Coming out for PC, PS4 And Xbox One I'm not even 100% sure what that is.
1: Uh, I need to Google this, but I'm pretty sure it's a point-and-click adventure game uh, sequel to a really good point-and-click adventure game called Yesterday. Um, ah, right, okay. It came out on PC a while ago. Uh, Yesterday Origins, I assume is well, I assume it's a prequel if it's called Origins. Uh, let me look into this. actually. I,
0: was cool.
1: worried, I, I actually was about to Google it anyway because it's published by Cube, which usually means it's porn.
3: Um Oh and you were gonna send pictures to me like you Yeah, normally... like
1: normal, but yeah. I was disappointed to find out actually it's a prequel to the adventure game I really liked. So <laughs> um Yes Discover the Last Adventure from Pendulo Studios, the creators of the runaway series. Yeah, yes.
3: Yeah, right, okay. Um
1: Yeah. Pendulo make good adventure games. They do, they do. They were part of kind of the the group of people that never stopped making point and click adventure games even before the kind of resurgence. Yeah. Yeah. You should never stop making point and click adventure games. Apparently Deponia came out for PS4. Or is coming out for PS4. Which is bizarre. I didn't know that was happening. And I'm not sure if it's all of the trilogy or if it's just the first one, because it's just called Deponia and it just uses the artwork from the first game. And if it's just the first one and they're selling it on disc on PS4, that's fucked up. Yeah. It's a really good game, like don't get me wrong, but like it's quite short.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit strange, but yeah, that's all I have for um new releases anyway.
0: Ah. Cool. That's pretty much all I had to talk about.
1: Yeah. I got nothing else to add to this bullshit other than <laughs> the fuck the people oh. that didn't get me a copy of
0: Venice. There's a, there's a question. Did either of you watch the Harry Potter game that I sent you's video no. the other day? And think you would. Uh, Harry Potter Battle of Hogwarts, it's a <laughs> deck building game. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I did watch uh, that. That's <clears> been getting good buzz for a while. It has, it looks really good. Yeah, a
1: bunch of people that are not into Harry Potter are like, this is a really good deck builder yeah like, man that looks like a really good deck builder. I still don't like deck builders and then don't mad buy it
3: yeah i'm yeah i I've got a few deck builders, and I'm kinda happy with the ones that I've got um there's certain deck builders that um so the 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 kind of uh d c deck building games um yeah. the cryptozoic bring out i I just can't get my head around the system that they they use and it doesn't it doesn't feel very thematic um for a deck builder to work well for no. me anyway it it does need to feel like you're you're part of what you 're doing so um with the the legendary game the the predator one hmm. it does feel like you know that you're being stalked by the predator that you know he's somewhere yeah. in that deck of cards, and it does have quite a bit of tension um things like um trains which is uh, a eegs uh, they brought out this deck builder um, and the different decks uh, you know that you put in um, different types of trains and they behave um, the faster uh, the fast train you can cycle through the cards a lot quicker mm-hmm. um, it just makes it actually feels like you're doing something you're not just playing a card and putting it on a pile yeah um, star realms is another Example of a, a good deck builder as well, where it does feel like you're, you know, you're building up this fleet of ships to battle your opponent. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Um, no, I suggest watching that video. It does actually look pretty thematic, and it doesn't <laughs> look like too complex a system to get your head around
3: Right. Um,
0: either that, or I'll just I'll, I'll send it to your wife, and that'll be you buggered.
3: Oh yeah this is also true yeah
0: <laughs> uh,
3: So is it when uh what is the buzz for this game when is it coming out
0: It's out, I think um yeah I was thinking it just is, came out Just came out but there's a decent amount of buzz about it All right okay Um it
1: was one of those ones the I think it it was Essen and, and
0: uh Yeah it just kind of st-
1: it's one of those ones that like Rado was talking about a lot and uh, you know I think Dice Tower talked about a bunch of things like people that you know review board games a lot were like this Harry Potter deck builder surprisingly great
3: yeah Um. Um, yeah I'm just actually looking ah that's why we will not get it in this country it is being brought out by a company called USA USA (laughs) Polly so
0: so we'll never get it That's why I can't find it on any things for this country.
3: Yeah, you, uh, oh, I can find it here, but it will cost you £140. Bargain.
0: Ah, cool. Smashing, bargain. (laughs) Absolute (laughs) freaking, but buy me two.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, sure. Um, Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I'll check it out, I'll have a look.
0: To be fair, if you were buying it in the States, it costs roughly $50. That's not bad. Uh,
3: $47.45. Alright.
1: If, if only, only we knew someone
3: who exactly. goes
1: to America frequently. <laughs> if only we knew.
0: Why are you giving me that shady look, guys? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh...
0: Uh, yeah, no, that's I just I wanted to bring that up just to see if you actually oh, looked nice. at it because it does look pretty fun. <laughs> I yeah, I I think you my own it because
1: I used to really like Harry Potter. I'm still kind it of. Has like it has
0: 21 five-star reviews on USA Amazon. Yeah, that's not a lot, but still. Cool. Um. Cool. I'm I'm done. Cool. So,
3: um. Yeah, that's says. Finished.
1: Yeah. Well, wrap up well, Paul you're in charge just because Mike showed up yeah. doesn't Dumb mean yeah, doesn't he takes over losing my
0: uh, presenting duties here that's us for this week if you want to get in contact with us you can do so on the email which is podcast at glitchfreegaming.com on the Facebook Mike
3: uh, no I'm Mike I'm not Facebook um, but if you want to get a hold of us on Facebook just go to www.facebook.com and search for glitch free Gaming.
0: Mm-hmm. yep yeah, and Kieran what's our Twitter handle it's Glitch free game? Correct! Yeah. Ding 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 ding! Give that man a cookie.
1: I even, like, posted things on it recently. And um, Ben posted something on it recently. We're, it's been updated recently.
0: Who knew? Oh god, cool. yeah. We, we're okay. posting reviews on the website again as well.
1: Yeah, we're trying to revive everything a bit. We've been a bit of, yes. everyone's been you, a, bit uh, of a hiatus with real life taking over recently. If you yeah,
0: want yeah. to read a review on NHL 2017 game then that's just went live on the website this week
1: yeah I may cool. try and write something about Titanfall 2
0: Ah, uh, you do that yeah. and with that it's time to say goodbye
3: goodbye no I'm staying goodbye, goodbye. fine see ya
0: Jesus that's an angry boy <laughs>
1: goodbye. I'm going to (laughs) now deafen Paul with my
2: guitar. (laughs) Run, Mike. Run. Run while you can. Like it.